0: us for anything else in the meantime. You're a diamond, Stan. What's the fucking racket outside? Because if it's that scum over the road again, Moo Darmin, I'll march over there and take an hammer to them. Big Stan looked out the window. Yeah, it's them. I'll have a word. When did our wonderful Whitechapel go so Downhill Queen? Telling Stan to pour them both a large brandy. Queenie settled herself in her armchair and waited for him to take a seat on the sofa. I'll tell you exactly when things went from bad to bloody worse, shall I? Now cast your mind back to the spring of 1986. Part One Love me or hate me? Both are in my favour. If you love me, I'll always be in your heart. If you hate me... I'll always be in your mind. Anon. Chapter One Spring 1986 Sit yourselves down, boys, Queenie Butler ordered. Vinnie was forty now, Michael thirty-six, but both obeyed their mother as though they were still small children. Respect went a long way in their world. I'll make us a cuppa. I don't know what this bleeding world's coming to. I really don't, Vivian mumbled miserably. Vinnie and Michael glanced at one another. Their mother rarely summoned them to her house at such short notice these days, and it was obvious that both she and Aunt Viv had their serious heads on. What's up? Vinnie asked. Mr Arthur, that's what. Poor old Sod had his medals stolen. Inconsolable he is. Wasn't that long ago he was mugged, was it? That old bag Sylvie Stanley's son was involved by all accounts. "'Delly Duncan or Ginger Kevin?' Michael asked. All Sylvie Stanley's kids look very different. "'Duncan. It was him and that loudmouth with the shaved head, the one who wears the gold chains and walks about with him two Alsatians.' "'What loudmouth?' Vinnie asked. "'I know who Mum means.' He's only appeared round here in the last few months. I'm sure someone told me Duncan's knocking out drugs for him. The pair of them are hanging around the betting shop most days. And the Grave Morris, that's where they nicked the medals. Both were drunk and taking the piss out of Mr Arthur, asking him questions about the war. He didn't realise they were taking the mick. Knocking on now, is he? Bless him. And he's gone deaf in one ear. Anyway, they sits with him and asked to see his medals, so he took them off his jacket to show them. They gave him back four and pocketed the other two, the no-good bastards. Big Stan was stood at the bar, saw what was going on and confronted them. Obviously they denied taking them, said Mr Arthur was senile and he'd only shown them four. When Stan demanded they empty their pockets, the big fuck threatened him. Said he knew where Stan and his wife lived and unless he wanted a petrol bomb through his window, he was to mind his own business. He said fucking what? Vinny exclaimed. Vivian put the tray of teas on the table. "'Getting worse round here by the day, it is. "'Something needs to be done about it. "'And this family owes Mr Arthur big time. "'If it wasn't for him getting on that bus and following Jamie Preston home, "'we might never have got justice for Molly. "'Well, we haven't exactly got our justice yet, but you know what I mean.' "'Don't worry, Mum. We'll sort it,' Vinnie promised. "'I want it sorted immediately.' I think because neither of you live round here anymore, people have forgotten how to behave. They need reminding, and Mr Arthur needs those medals back, so you two better get cracking. Michael took a gulp of his tea, then stood up. Come on, bruv, let's go and teach some manners. Mr Arthur froze as he heard the hammering on his front door. Helen, his kind neighbour who often cooked him dinners and popped in for a chat, would always phone him first and he rarely had any other visitors these days. Creeping into the hallway, Mr Arthur yelled, ''Who is it?'' Since the mugging, he never answered the door without first knowing who it was. ''It's Vinny and Michael Butler. We heard what happened yesterday and want to help you get your medals back,'' Vinny shouted. Vinny's deep, gruff voice was unmistakable, so Mr Arthur twisted the key. ''Sorry, lads,'' I don't answer the door any more unless I know who it is. Been asking the council for ages to put one of them spy holes in me door, but they haven't got round to it yet. Forget the council. There you-